This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Second hour here of Life the Tower on the Horn. Craig Way with you. It's a day of celebration, not because Jeff Howell's on vacation, uh, although one could celebrate the fact that he was able to successfully uh, exit the It's a Small World ride at Disney World with most of his physical faculties intact. As he said in in his words to us uh, that he texted uh, to me this morning, uh, he said, the ride is over. Pretty sure you could be tried for a war crime using that as a torture device on that, especially with the constant, uh, uh, you know, the the cacophony of it's a small world just ringing through your ears, Cameron Parker. Hearing it once is enough. Hearing it constantly for 30 minutes, yeah, I think I would just exit the <laughs> like line. a loop. <laughs> It'd be something else. No, that's not what we're celebrating. We're celebrating, obviously, uh, the first of what I like to call the mile markers, the signpost that a football season is on the horizon. There are several of these, at, at, of course, close by the start of the season. You have the, the preseason scrimmages, the backing it forward from there, the practices, backing it store forward from that, the high school Coaching school, which happens in Houston next month, still moving it uh, back for uh, closer to the current time. Big 12 football media days, which when I come straight off vacation, I'll go straight to Arlington for those. But the first of those mile markers, the first of those signposts is the release of the Bible of football in the state of Texas. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, which hits newsstands in June and uh Always, thanks to uh, our, our next guest, uh, fearless leader, the great Adam Hockfelder, who uh, has uh, seen to it that we're able to give away copies of the magazine every year on this on this program. And we will. We're going to give away a copy this hour. We're going to do one on the program every day up into the month of August. We'll give away more copies online at hornfm.com. But even if you don't win a copy, obviously you can order a copy online at texasfootball.com. You can get the uh, the great subscription there. And you can also read the fine work of the, the uh, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine who joins us for the first of or what are going to be some uh, regular conversations, certainly weekly when we get into football. He's Greg Tepper, joins us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Also uh, co-host along with Aaron Hardigan and yours truly on High School Scoreboard Live on Valley Sports Southwest. Tep, how's your summer going? 
Well, it's, it's you, you clawed me back from vacation because we, you know, we, we, we send the magazine off the press around Memorial Day. Right before Memorial Day, we, we finish the magazine. Uh, we, we dust things off. And then really there's this there's this there's this real sweet spot of about three weeks between the end of magazine season and where we're going today, which is where the Dave Campbell sexual ball crew is loading up ahead to college stations for state seven on seven tournament, where it is kind of abandoned ship around here because we've all been working underground, uh, trying to put together this 400 page beast. Uh, and then we have three weeks of air before it's right back into football uh, with seven on seven and then coaching school. And then the season's here before you know it. So uh, I'm back from vacation. Uh, I've, I've reacquainted myself with my kids. Uh, they remember who I am now, which is great. Uh, they have not asked me yet to go on the, it's a small world uh, uh, ride yet, the torture device. But uh, I do know that Hank, who is now four and a half is, is aware of the Disney castle and he knows that it exists. So it does feel like it's a matter of time before I'm thrust into that uh, that uh, Chinese water torture machine. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming for you, Tep. There's there's no <sighs> doubt about it. Jeff Howell's having to navigate all that right now. Uh, so yeah, it's only mm-hmm. now. When you did your vacation pretty recently, didn't didn't you and Jen go to wine country? Did you take the kids? I did no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not going on vacation with my kids. Come on. Uh, no, it was a, that was a. That was actually that was a, a, a delayed uh, anniversary trip. We were supposed to go last year, and then one of our kids, uh, I won't say who, but it rhymes with uh, Lank, uh-huh. decided to catch COVID right before we got on the plane. So uh, we were so this was a an eleven month delayed tenth uh, anniversary trip uh, for us. So we went out to, to wine country, and uh, I pretended to I, I cosplayed as a, as a rich person for a couple of days. It was fun. See what it also bought you was at least a few months of Jen putting up with your chronic absenteeism and, and uh, workaholicism, uh, uh, workaholism, I guess you might say, on what's about to come. Because you are at the advent. Uh, we're at the tip of the iceberg getting ready for uh, the start of this, this new deal with you and the crew. Yeah, it is. It really is right right into it. Uh, you know, football season comes comes fast around here in, in the state of Texas because, uh, you know, we are so hungry. I've, I've said before that this magazine, you know, it's a 400-page beast covering now more than 1,500 high schools, 47 college teams. This magazine literally could not exist anywhere else, and it's because of the appetite of football fans in the state. You know, they're, they're, they're wild about it. They're, they're, they, they, they crave it. And so uh, that's what makes our job so much fun. Uh, it also what makes it so much work because it is the, the breadth of coverage is so wide. But at the same time, uh, you know, there's storylines everywhere you look at the college ranks, the high school ranks, uh, ev- everywhere you look, it's, it, it makes for a fun job a tiring job, an exhausting job, a job that you have to uh, uh, maybe uh, negotiate with your wife that if we go to wine country for a week, then maybe I can go to a football game on a Thursday night in Amarillo. Those types of uh, the transactions get made. The way, you know, the transaction wire uh, goes a little haywire there in the fall, but uh, but that's that's why we do it. We, we do it because, of the, because the people out in the state of Texas demand it. Uh, I, I got to ask you this. Uh, back in the days when, uh, and it wasn't that long ago, uh, 15, 20 years ago, I'd say, when uh, college sports information departments were involved in an arms race with regard to media guides, you would you would see all these really big, thick media guides uh, coming out. I remember your alma mater, the University of Missouri, when you're topped 
the Big 12 with the largest media guide. It was like 609 pages. It was just crazy. And, and Wired out in Texas, of course, had her big thick one in A&M, and they, they had all this going on. And then the NCAA stepped in and said, no, I think 208 pages, that, that's the number they arrived at, was the most you could do. And now most of the material is online anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Is it a conscious effort to cap the magazine annually at 400, or is it, I mean, is it policy? Is it just the way it's worked out? Uh, because it comes out at 400 pages on the button just about every year. So I, I'm, I'm beginning to think, I guess, that you guys say, hey, whether we're done or not, we're done when we hit 400 pages. Well, what an interesting question. And honestly, one that we have kicked around, and we had to kick around this year. Because if you pick up, pick up the magazine, you will notice there are new things. For example, Sam Houston is now a full-fledged FBS program. And as a result, in the magazine, that means you get five pages. You get five pages in the magazine. That's a hard and fast rule. Texas, the Longhorns get five pages. The Aggies get five pages. And now Sam Houston gets five pages. If you're an FBS program, you get five pages. Well, that is, we have to find four pages. We have to go and move some things around. Uh, uh, and, and then, by the way, on the horizon, the uh, uh, UTRGV is coming very soon. They will require a page. And so things have to have to be moved around. We did consider briefly going up in, uh, in, in, in size. You do have to, not to get too far into the nitty-gritty of printing magazines, but you, have to, uh, you can only increase by, ma- uh, by numbers of 16. Uh, you can, uh, that's uh, what's called a signature. And so we would be going up to 416 pages. We've thought about it. We've held off for now. But there is, does come a point where it kind of, uh, there's, there's too much football to fit into 400 pages. So it's something we've certainly considered. Right now we like the 400 pages, not only because it's clean and easy to remember, uh, but also just because we feel like it's the adequate amount of room uh, for what we're trying to do. Um, but for example, there were things that had to get cut this year. I'm sad to say there is no NFL section. There is no Cowboys preview. There's no Texas wow. preview. It was, that is, that is, you can blame Sam Houston. <laughs> that is uh, that we, we had to, we had to cut it because, you know, kind of in our research, it was part, one of the things that our, our, our readers kind of value the least in the magazine. So we decided to cut it this year. Um, and it was, it was a, a conscious effort to, to make room for other things that we know that, that our readers are going to desire. So, Right now, we're sitting at 400 pages. Um, that I, I would be remiss to say that's a forever thing, but we like where we're at, and we feel like we've got enough wiggle room to make what we need to happen happen within those 400 pages. I, I feel like you just answered my next question. Certainly, I know how you mm-hmm. feel about this as the way that I feel about this. You were not going to cut any high school pages to make sure this thing no. met 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 the number. No, no, absolutely. That was that was that was a, a no a no go because we are already. I want to say, boy, I have this thing remembered. I want to say right now, if you were to get real nitty gritty, I think there's 196 college pages, college and recruiting pages, and there's 204. Uh, you know, high school pages that also includes index and records and stuff. So there's a lot of nitty gritty back there. But no, for us, the, the high school is in many respects a lot of the heartbeat of our magazine, and, and why people uh, pick up and why people, why a lot of people fell in love with our magazine. We're cognizant of that. We're conscious of that. And and so if we were to ever trim that 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 kind of space, we would be uh, we would really I think we'd take it on the chin. Uh, people people want that, and people you know we already you know make uh, you know, make do with what we've got with kind of 
making sure we get uh, every name in the magazine. One thing that we do, for example, we, we if you're unfamiliar with the process of how we get a high school preview in, uh, let's just say that Hank Carter from Lake Travis, he'll send in his questionnaire. We're sending the questionnaire to every coach in the state. That gives us a lot of a nitty-gritty information, heights, weights, and 40s, you know, how many lettermen you lost from last year, things like that. We like to follow up with Coach Carter uh, and, and maybe get a little bit more color in, in what they're doing, but then we write up the preview obviously whenever you get that preview back from a writer, it goes through a little bit of an editing process, but there are going to be places where we have to trim uh, my edict. And I know this is an edict of, of Dave Campbell as well. And, and I'm just following his lead is we never, if, if a coach submits a name, we're never going to trim a name. Uh, if a coach wants a player in there, we're going to make sure his name is reflected in there. Well, we, we will not cut a name under any circumstances. We might cut, Everything around it, he may not get his height and weight in there, you know, and we may have to, that may cost us a little bit of a note section or something like that, but that's really important because for, for me, and I know you hear this a lot, that is where player, you know, players and folks around the state feel like they're immortalized, and, and we want to make sure we offer that to them. So um, the, with these swelling schools, now with more than 1,500 of them, we're getting more and more private school participation in the magazine, which is great. Um, it, we were cutting the high school size uh, is, is uh, in my opinion, right now here on, you know, June 21st, 2023, that's a non-starter for me. Uh, the, the high school uh, has to have the space to breathe and, and, and to celebrate the sport as it's meant to be celebrated. As, as we say in my feature in the first hour of the program every day, inconceivable that it, that it would be happening. Inconceivable is exactly right. Yeah. Uh, visiting with uh, Greg Tepper, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Uh, you, you mentioned about how uh, – uh, Dave wanted it, uh, the late, uh, great Dave Campbell. I, I read uh, the the editor-in-chief, uh, the letter from the editor, and, of course, Dave is still immortalized as editor-in-chief. You're the managing editor. But, but was it um, a, a different kind of experience for you writing the letter from the editor? Because we were so used to seeing Dave do it all those years. And then, of course, it was a memorial tribute to him last year. So was it? Was it different for you? I read what you wrote, but did it was it was it uh, kind of odd for you writing that particular piece for that particular space for the magazine? Oh, it sucked. It was awful. I uh, I, I got to be honest with you. You know uh, that was, and it's something I had been. It was the last thing I wrote. Dead dead serious. I wrote the I wrote the Reginald Samples feature for the for the for our, our high school feature in the magazine. I wrote all the other things I had to write, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because I didn't want to do it. Because and not because uh, it's not important. It's obviously very very important, and it's 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 a part of our legacy. But because and I write that in the magazine, like that's not a space that belongs to me. <laughs> like that as for 63, 62 years in a row, only one person ever wrote in that space. One person, and his name's on the front of the stinking magazine. Um, and and so, yeah, w- when it came time to do it, like, I just sat down, and it just felt like you have fire ants in your guts. I mean, it just, it, it just, it hurts. You don't want to do it, because what, it, what you want to make sure you're doing in a situation like that, in my opinion, is I can't go out there and pretend to be Dave Campbell, because I'm never going to measure up to that. You know, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna to, to take over his spot, and yet here I do, here I have to step into that role and, and write that. So all I tried to do was kind of tell people how I felt about it and how I felt about about writing in that space because it's complicated and, it's, and there's a lot of emotions that go into it because that is that is in our opinion here at the magazine that's hallowed ground uh, and 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 it had to be done by somebody and everybody more or less just kind of pointed at me <laughs> so I did it, uh, but it's 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 an honor, uh, it's a privilege. 
Uh, it's not something that, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I take a lot of pride in, but at the same time, it's, I can't say that it was a particularly pleasant experience because it was just, it, it, it just brought up all these emotions and, and, and there's a lot of weight that comes along with it. There's a lot of gravity in, in those page in that page. And so writing, it was, uh, was tough. It was, a, it was a, uh, it was an emotional experience. I'll say that. And um, I'm uh, I'm glad I don't have to do it again until next year. Although hopefully next year, now that I've done it once, it'll be a little, be a little bit easier. But but I'll admit the first time, you know, being the first person besides Dave Campbell to write on that page is uh, is a, a a humbling and um and and deeply touching and affecting experience because it is it does that is for us a spot of of, of honor and and I want to make sure that. I'm not trying to just do a Dave Campbell impression and just trying to be myself. Well, I think you did a good job with that Porsche. The the other the other thing that we always talk about because it's always one of the the hot button topics of this publication every year is the cover uh, the cover boy, the cover man, that sort of thing. And I thought, mm-hmm. and I think the magazine's done a great job, you guys, with having uh, a cover story of a coach and then on the inside fold, it might be a player, it might be a coach. In this case, uh, mm-hmm. it's Sonny Dykes on the cover and then on the inside fold, it's Reginald Samples. Was this year one of the, if not the easiest year to make the call on that? Because I know sometimes it's a real wailing and gnashing of teeth as to mm-hmm. who you're going to go with on the cover. Was this one of the easier years, if not the easiest year, to make that call? Uh, certainly on the on the main cover, on, on TCU. I think that there's no doubt about that they were the number one story of Texas. That's the program that everybody's talking about with uh, the run to the college football national championship last year. Um, and, and what I thought was interesting, you know, I'll tell you that we, we kind of settled on TCU, but then we kind of had to wait and, and see who was going to be there. And, and obviously they get, get crushed by graduation and early entry into the NFL draft and, and, and rightfully so. Uh, so we would have, you know, it, it would have been a situation where if Quentin Johnston were there, we would certainly would have thought about Quentin Johnston. Uh, if, if Max Duggan were there, we certainly would have thought about Max Duggan, even though he's not a Texan, right? We haven't had a non-Texan Boy, I looked this up. It was back in the 90s. We had somebody who was not from, from uh, originally born in Texas, uh, within Texas high school football, rather, um, on the cover. Uh, we would have thought about that. Uh, but in the end, you know, we always had Sonny Dykes in the back of our mind. And Sonny Dykes, uh, to me, is such a remarkable story on this, uh, on this. And I hope you'll read Mike Craven's uh, main feature about it. Because the story is, is a lot of about Sonny Dykes getting to be Sonny Dykes. Because for a lot of his career, he's kind of been defined by who he's not. Uh, he, when, when he went off to Cal, uh, I think, and, and, and it just kind of blew up in his face and just didn't work at Cal. I think there's just a lot of talk about, oh, well, you know, he's not his dad. Yeah, he's, not, he's not Spike Dykes. Of course, 1990 cover boy for us. Uh, he's not Spike Dykes. Then we go to TCU. Everyone's like, well, you know, he's not Gary Patterson. Uh, he's in the shadows in many respects of all of these, all of these giants. And now he, be, he does something that none of them ever did, right? None of them ever took the team to a national championship game. Uh, he's the first coach in Texas to take a team to the college football playoff, let alone the college football playoff national championship. And so uh, it's a remarkable story, I think, about a guy kind of finding his way and doing it his way uh, and, and, and stepping into the spotlight. On the Gatefold feature with, with Reginald Samples, that was one where we, we talked about a few different topics uh, there in the high school. Because, of course, with high school, there's, there's always so many different storylines, so many different interesting places that you could go. Uh, we ended up, uh, you know, we, we landed on the Reginald Samples really because it does feel like a long time coming. You know, here's the eighth winningest coach in Texas high school football history. And a guy who, 
a lot of his career, despite all of these wins and despite all of these um, accolades that he's had, really, in a lot of ways, his, his story has been one of heartbreak. I mean, uh, people, of course, know the 2018 Hail Mary. He's on, a, he's on the business end of that against North Shore. 2019, where they're cruising towards the state, uh, state championship before Jaquin and Jackson gets injured. He tells me in the magazine, he says, there's no doubt we would have won that, that state championship if Jaquin and Jackson doesn't get hurt. I tend to agree, honestly. Uh, and then in 2021, I think another one that people forget, uh, 2021, I thought they were heavy favorites over – Doug Mills, heavy favorites over North Shore. Oh, is a freshman quarterback. And they end up kind of, uh, in, in, quite frankly, spitting the bit and not coming up uh, with the place. But people also forget 2004, his first trip to a state championship, oh, yeah. where he takes Dallas Lincoln to overtime, and he goes and they end up getting a blocked field goal returned for a game-winning touchdown in overtime to lose that one, an all-time heartbreak. And so to finally get that state championship, I think, was worth kind of immortalizing on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas football. He, he did also tell, I'll, I'll ruin one thing in the, in, in the, the Rachel Samples feature that I wrote. I talked with him. I went to his office. We talked two and a half hours. The man could talk. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we talked about 2004. We talked about, about Kilgore and stuff. And I don't know if he's ever told anybody this, but he said that it was fourth down and it was on their possession of overtime. And it was like fourth and two. And he had an assistant coach come up to him and say, Coach, we can get this. Let's go get it. Let's go, go. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. And he says, you know, and I really regret playing it conservative and lining up a field goal. But that was a safe play. It was my first state championship and a safe play. I wanted to do that. Of course, the rest is history. Block returned for a game-winning field goal for Kilgore. The man who told him to go for it was Jason Todd, mm. head coach South Oak Cliff. And who, of course, was on the cover last year and who, in many respects, if you look across his coaching legacy, has been one of being very aggressive and going for it. It was a, a remarkable little tidbit, I thought, of that uh, there in, in talk with Coach Sample. Did, did, did Reggie talk about he had a pretty good running back who was a pretty decent basketball player named Byron Eton who went on Oklahoma State <laughs> on that team? Uh, yeah, he was he, he, that, that 2004 team, it, it really does get forgotten. But they, that team was so, so so special and and again one play away one fingertip away from from potentially winning a dallas isd state championship and by the way byron eton's kid is now tearing it up in dallas isd if oh, i want to if you want to feel old wow wow uh visiting with greg tapper managing editor dave campbell's texas football magazine uh you wrote the 6a preview uh it's it's certainly Seems logical to have Duncanville number one in the state for folks in these parts. You mm-hmm. want to know you've got Westlake four, you got Vandegrift seven, Lake Travis mm-hmm. eleven in the present Dripping Springs uh, at twenty three, uh, and then I see uh, Round Rock at thirty five in uh, the schools mm-hmm. from the area. How about your thoughts on on your six A preseason? Yeah, I think it's a lot of chalk here. You know, you look at Westlake, uh, Jack Kaiser back in the fold. Uh, they bring back, uh, you know, they, they do have to do some reloading on the defensive side, but it, it's, you know, it's Tony Salazar. It's one of those things you go, okay, he'll figure it out. I'm not worried about the, the Westlake defense. Lynn Travis is really interesting. I think that this is a year that the that the Cavaliers could have a nice resurgent year after what I think everyone around uh, that part of the world would classify as a, as a, a lackluster 2022 season, but they, they paid their dues. I think they're going to be really strong up front. Uh, you know, their offensive line and that, that front seven, I think with Marcus Boswell is, has a chance to be really, really good. And then Caden Leone, of course, back at the quarterback spot. I think that they're going to be pretty solid. The team that I'm really interested in is Vandergriff. Uh The team, of course, that, that ran to a, a remarkable state championship birth 
last year, and they are um, better this year, uh, they're going to be really good. And, and it's not just because of some of the players they have back, like Miles Coleman, who's our sixth day cover boy in the magazine, who is just a, a little a little bolt of dynamite there. I mean, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. But, but they, they add in a guy in Deuce Adams, the quarterback from, from New Braunfels Canyon, who transfers along with his brother Eli over to take over at the quarterback spot. I think he's going to give them an element offensively that maybe they didn't have last year. And I think Vandergrift, especially offensively, has a chance to be really, really good. A lot of that is going to be how much that defense, which was, was you know, they, they kind of outscored their problems a lot last year, how much of a step that defense can make going into 2023. But, but I think Vandergrift has a chance to be really, really special. And I would keep an eye on Dripping Springs as well. I think there's going to be this idea that, oh, you know, Dripping Springs, they lose that superstar quarterback. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to go and, and, and fight. You know, they're, they're going to take a step back. I don't think that's necessarily written in stone. I think they have an opportunity to make some noise, especially because a lot of the other pieces around the quarterback spot return. So I think Dripping Springs has a chance to be really special. You uh, you have plenty of uh, sunscreen and uh, water and uh, don't you, you guys carry awnings and canopies down to College Station? That's a smart move. You guys still do that, right? Yeah, we try to stay out of the sun as much as possible, and and it's 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 amazing whenever you look at the you look at the weather and you're like, oh, it's only going to be ninety eight. Like how great, but it's like ninety eight <laughs> with like a forty cooling trend too. I don't know why we do this, but uh, but it'll be fun. We'll be out there. It's it's it, the reason we do it is just football is better than no football, and we're all just kind of we're all we're all anxious for it. So it should be a fun fun weekend down there in College Station. Uh, I'll say that after I take a shower. I, I can't tell you how happy I am that the magazines arrive before I leave town on Friday for vacation. So I've my vacation is oh, is, yeah. is now set up there. He's Greg Tepper, managing editor, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and uh, you uh, you definitely uh, you can. Uh, order they go to you, you guys got your uh, you got your subscription thing still going on at texasfootball.com correct mm-hmm. yeah texasfootball.com slash subscribe it makes a great gift if you missed father's day which was sunday uh, if you missed father's day makes a great gift and also this year we have added in we've looped in you not only get the magazines and you get our, our content but you also get texan live our streaming platform so we get you get hundreds and hundreds of texas high school football games including all the way travis games you get them. You can stream them for. You can stream them on TechnLive.com uh, if you go if you subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Heck of a deal. Hey Tap, appreciate it. Thanks for the time. I will uh, see you in Houston at coaching school. Looking forward to it, partner. All right, thanks. Take care. That's uh, Greg Tepper, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Uh, coming up, we're going to have a Flex Thirty update, a second hour Longhorn notebook. Oh, how about if we give away our first copy of the magazine right now? Be lucky number seven caller. 512-447-3776. That's our hotline number, 512-447-3776. Seventh caller gets a copy of the magazine. You will be the first one we give it to. And again, we'll give away more copies online at hornfm.com. More details on that coming. But the first winner uh, is going to be the seventh caller at 447-3776. We'll continue with Light the Tower on the Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Thanks again to Greg Tepper, managing editor Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, joining us. To Stoner's point online, and, I, and while in concept and theory I do agree with you, Stoner, when you said we're way too comfortable throwing around immortalizing, honor, legacy, memorialize, all work, fine, plus or accurate, all are actually mortal and have outperformed, sure, not immortal in any sense. In uh, Greg's defense, he didn't say players were immortalized. He said players feel like they are immortalized if they are in it. They don't. They don't use that term, but they. But they. Uh, you know, list guys in there. And I've talked to several guys who've been enlisted in Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, like Rod Babers and the other. And they do feel uh, a special honor, I guess, coming their way when they do that. Uh, let's get to a Flex Thirty update if we can. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Uh, we were, uh, and, and congratulations, by the way, to, who did you say was our first winner there, Cam? Mark, Mark Bennett. Mark Bennett is the first winner of a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine is given away on this program. And we will uh, give away a copy every day on the program and more copies to be given away as well online at hornfm.com. Details to come on that. All right. You heard me go over uh, their uh, top team in 6A in Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine is the defending state champion in Duncanville. Now, remember, of course... In 6A, they don't split to Division One and Division Two to get to the playoffs. That's why they just rank a top 50. Below that, however, they do top 25s in each of the other classifications in the divisions. So, with that in mind, uh, 5A Division One, the top-ranked team is Alito, and uh, you know with Alito uh, winning state championships 11 now in in uh, school history, the most in Texas high school football history. It's just an amazing uh, number that's been put up there. Tim Buchanan, their longtime head coach, is going into the Hall of Honor for the Texas High School Coach Association at the Coaching School and Convention next month. He just went into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame as well. Division two preseason number one is Melissa with South Oak Cliff, the defending state champion number two in Argyle number three. Liberty Hill checks in at five in the D2 preseason poll. LBJ is number 13 in the preseason poll. How about Lockhart in at number 23? Uh, what the Lions have nine starters back on offense and defense. In the Division One preseason, the only area school that is ranked in the top 25 uh, is uh, Georgetown at number 17 in uh, the preseason poll there. 4A, Division One, China Spring uh, is uh, your preseason number one in Division One, And uh, the closest there are to any uh, area schools out of that, 
guess would probably be La Vega out of the Waco. Uh, Bernie. Bernie's number two. And, of course, they were uh, state finals against uh, China last year in, in law. So so uh, Bernie is number two there. Division two, Carthage is number one. Why not? All they do is win state titles. Won another one. 16-0 last year. Won nine uh, there. <laughs> uh, nine state titles uh, they're all under Scott Surratt. Uh, somebody asked on Specs text line said, I got to know, Wimberley, I got to know, where are they? Seven are the Texans returning four offensive and five defensive starters. Wimberley, number seven. In, and uh, how about a shout-out for Lago Vista? Number 23 in the 4A Division Two preseason rankings. 3A uh, defending state champion, Franklin, uh, number one. In that, and uh, as far as the rest of the area goes, Lano checks in at number 18, had that great run last year. Yellow Jackets at number 18 in the Division One rankings. Canadian uh, is number one with defending state champion Gunter, number two in that. Lexington checks in at number 12 in the 3A Division One and uh, Division Two uh, rankings. They're in the Division uh, Two poll. And then uh, 2A, Division One Refurio, preseason number one. No big surprise there. Timpson is number two. Uh, Terry Bussey back for one more year. He was the Mr. Texas football last year as a junior. So that's your 2A Division One. Mason, by the way, at number 13 in the 2A Division One. Paul Hamilton checking in, number 25 in 2A D1. Uh, Albany, number one in 2A Division Two. And Burton at number nine, and Granger at number sixteen in two A Division two. So uh, that's your area schools there. And then of course, finally in the six man bracket, defending state champion Westbrook, number one in uh, Division one. Abbott, the team they beat in the state final, is number three in that. Aquila checks in at number twenty one, and in Division two, defending state champion Benjamin still number one in the state. So. There it is. There's your preseason uh, rankings, according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. Somebody asked, where's Lake Travis? We mentioned earlier when Greg Tepper's home with number 11. Uh, Westlake, number 4. Uh, Vandegrift, number 6. Lake Travis, number 11 in the 6A rankings. There, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. going to wrap it up for today's program. By the way, the answer to the question that we started out the program with, the last time a school pulled the football-baseball double, not football-basketball, we know Florida had done that, the football-baseball double in college athletics, you got to go back 51 years to 1972. USC, Southern California, was in the midst of a run that would see the Trojans win five consecutive national championships of the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, And uh, they won it. And uh, that was in 72-73. They won it both of those years. And that included the 72 USC Trojan football team. And then completing that academic athletic school year in 73, they won in Omaha, beating a Texas team along the way. They had a young Keith Moreland as a sophomore on that team. As a, uh, as I guess it would be a, as a freshman in '73 on that one. All right, we invite you to stay tuned. Chad and Zay are coming up next. Gene Watson, our baseball insider, joins us in studio tomorrow. 
For our man behind the glass, our producer, Cameron Parker, I'm Craig Wade. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, right here on Light the Tower.